0: for joining us for another weekly devotional and I'm going to continue going through the parable of the sower. I know that's what our last several podcasts have been on or hitting on and we've been covering the different types of ground mentioned in the parable or the different types of hearts. The parable, you know, you can find it in Matthew 13. And we've already talked about, if you want to go back and listen to some of the other ones, if you're just joining us today, but we've talked about having a hardened heart. We talked about the stony ground or having a stony heart. And today I want to talk about the next one, which is talking about a thorny ground. And we can see it mentioned here in Matthew 13, 22, where it says, talking about the thorny ground, when he explains the parable, it says, now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So I want to just talk on that one verse today and talk about what it is, you know, worry in our life and how worry itself, like the Bible says, it's like thorns that choke out the word of God in our lives. And you see the hard thing with the the, the sad thing with those with, with thorny ground is it's people who have, have been in the church for a long time, people who know God, people whose roots have grown down and the plants begun to grow, but because of the worries around them, because of all the, the anxiety, the worries, or the deceitfulness of riches, they're unable to produce fruit and it can end up taking them out. They'll end up leaving the church. You know, I see this happen sometimes when people go through something hard, you know, like hardship in life, or situations that, you know, there's it causes a lot of worry. It causes a lot of anxiety, whether they lose a job or a family member passes away or, you know, any of these kind of things that come up in people's lives. And because of that, rather than trying to push into God, rather than trying to get closer to people and find encouragement, they kind of back off and they run away or they try to deal with it on their own. And a lot of times when they, they, they isolate themselves and in isolating themselves, they're, they're preventing themselves from getting the encouragement they need. They're preventing themselves from being able to grow. They're preventing themselves from pressing into God. And as a result, they end up getting overwhelmed with the situation, overwhelmed with their worries, overwhelmed with their anxieties, and it, it chokes. It'll choke them out. It'll choke out the fruit. It'll choke out, choke out the fruit of the spirit. It'll choke out productiveness in their life. And today we're going to talk about you know how to overcome thorny ground. How to how to how to pull those out? How to not stay in that situation? And you know, kind of look at different qualities that we might be able to see within ourselves and say, okay, you know, how can I deal with this? How can I overcome this? How can I change this in my life, so that you are able to produce fruit? You are able to grow. In the things of God, you now so so the first one that we got to see is that these, these in, the individuals they they become more worried about the events and their problems. Their personal desires or what others may think about them than the Word of God. And you see, this can be really easy, especially when you surround yourself with stuff like this. You know, if, if you're surrounded with negative people, if you're always listening to the news, if you're always, you know, the biggest thing we've got to be able to take hold of is our imagination. Because, you know, the the biggest thing that can hurt us is we can hear something and then our imagination is going to take it and just run with it and take it to the farthest extreme. And before you know it, you're freaking out and you're all worried and you're all anxious because you start imagining all these worst case scenarios. But that's not what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to get overwhelmed with worry. He doesn't want us to sit there and start imagining all the worst case scenarios in every situation, you know. It's for us that we can look at it and say, okay, you know, we look at the, the reality of the situation. Like, okay, I acknowledge this is happening, but I know my God is greater, but I know the word says this. I know who my God is. I know he'll help me overcome this. I'm not going to let this take me out. And you change your mindset to begin looking at the positive outlook in things. You change change what you're focusing on. You know, stop focusing on the worries. Stop focusing on the anxiety. Stop focusing on all these worst case scenarios. And focus on the promises of God. You know, there's another thing that can take them out. It talks about the deceitfulness of riches. If it's not, you know, the worries of life, you know, the cares of life, their personal desires. Well, I want this. I want that. Or this isn't how I want it to be. You know, you have the deceitfulness of riches that also can take take people out. Because money, you know, the Bible tells us that the love, not money itself... But the love of money is the root of all evil. And we've got to make sure that as we pursue after Christ, as we walk along the path, what are we actually pursuing? You know, are we pursuing our own glory? Are we pursuing our own fame? Are we pursuing God to to see if we can, you know, you have people teach about how God wants to bless us. But sometimes the people only, only go after God because they want the blessing. They don't want God. They just want the money he can give them. They just want the blessing he can give them. And we've got to make sure, well, where's our heart really at? Because you can have people who are so devoted to God, who love God, who, you know, are here every single Sunday service, who are serving in every area of ministry, you know, pursuing Him wholeheartedly. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they get financially blessed, whether it's an unknown inheritance or a big boon at a job, big, big advancement, whatever it is. And they can get financially blessed and have a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And before you know it, that same individual that was just as committed to the Lord, that was coming to church daily, that was pressing in all the time, they're gone because they had all this money come in so they can go out and live how they want to live. They can enjoy their life. They can go, I'll travel and do this. I'm going to go on out and do this. And then they they forget. They forget about God. They forget about what they were doing. They forget about pursuing after him because they were taken out by the, the deceitfulness of riches. They were giving something that they didn't have the character to be able to handle. You know, we can see an example of this. When Jesus talks to the rich young ruler in Matthew 19, there's a, uh, a man who comes to God and he's trying to, you know, work his way to salvation, trying to be this good person. He's like, look, I've done all this stuff. I'm such a good person, you know, but I know there's something more. And you see, the issue is this, this rich young ruler, he had a love of money. You know he had a desire for money. He liked his wealth, he liked his possessions, he liked his status. And and Jesus knew this. He knew that 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 was a stronghold in this individual's life. And he told him. He said, "Okay, you've done all this, that's good, but in Matthew 19:16, he says, Now behold, one came to him and said to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but the one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbors as yourself. And the young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth, but what do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard what he was saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. So this whole, this whole passage in here talks about how he had great possessions. He was more focused, more worried about his wealth his personal status than following after God and a lot of times you know deceitfulness of riches the desire for wealth or when wealth comes into your possession you, you they don't have the character or the means to, to to handle it and rather than propelling them further into the kingdom of God to support God to support his kingdom to support people around them they take it and they use it for themselves and they end up backing away from God or moving off, you know, saying, look, I can't give this up. I can't give up my riches to follow after you. I can't give up this part of myself to follow after God. And that's a big thing, you know, that can take a lot of people out. So, so it's something we've got to make sure we work on within and, and reflect on ourselves. What what has me? Is it riches? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? Or am I really committed to following Christ, no matter what, no matter the circumstance, no matter how what hardship I'm going through, Am I going to stick firm, continue to, to follow Christ, continue to stay in his word, continue to seek his face? Or will I let all these other things choke out the word? Will I let worry choke out the word? Will I let the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word? You know, a thing we've got to understand, sometimes you hear that and even his disciples, when they heard that, they're like, what's wrong with you? You know, like who then can be saved? Like you have his guy go and give all his possessions. He's a good man. He follows the law. He does this. He does this. And, and now you tell him he, he has to go and sell everything. Well, who, who can be saved? Like nobody can be saved, you know. And Jesus is telling him, yeah, by man alone, they can't do it. We can't get our own salvation. We can't get free from things by ourselves. And a lot of times when we have all these worries and these anxieties that come upon us, we want to try to figure it out ourselves. We got to try to find the solution by ourselves, you know, rather than taking the time to press into God and rely on him, you know, and give our cares to God. You know, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests may be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So he wants us to come to him when you have all these anxieties, when you have all these worries, give them to God. You know, it says voice them, tell them, hey, God. This is something I'm worried about, but I know your word says this and this and this and this. I'm going to stand on your word, you know, take take this from me. I'm going to, I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to focus on you in this situation and stop surrounding yourself with all those things. You know, sometimes you you can be in areas or listening to stuff and it'll just start sparking all these thoughts and start sparking all this anxiety and start sparking all this worry. And if you notice that, like if it's different individuals in your life or if it's watching the news or, you know, whatever, take a step back and be like, hold up. You know, like I I can't be around them at this exact point in time. I need to focus on the things of God. I don't need to keep getting sucked into all this worry and all this anxiety. You know, I don't, I don't want to allow these things to come in and choke out the fruit in my life. Another thing we've got to understand is that when we come to following God, what we give up for him, we get more in return. Anything we sacrifice for him, we get. You know, Jesus even went and explained this to his disciples after that you know because they were they were they were like who can be saved and he says with god it is impo- when man is involved it's impossible with god all things are possible all things are possible through Christ Jesus you know and if you have all these worries and all these anxiety just remind yourself it doesn't matter because all things are possible with god My God is a God who can. My God is a God who will. My God is a God who hears me. My God is a God who makes a way in all circumstances. So I don't need to be bogged down by fear. I don't need to be bogged down by worry. I don't need to be bogged down by anxiety. But I can rest in his love and his perfect peace, which he gave to us. You know, says he shed it abroad in our hearts, we've just got to be able to press in, accept it and receive it and then walk it out in our life. So he talks about it and he says, Jesus said, Assuredly I say to you, because his disciples said, well, they left everything. They're like, look, we left everything to follow you. And Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the son of man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or wife or children or lands And lands is any kind of possession. If you've left anything, left lands, any kind of possessions you have, or if you left like your home and had to move somewhere else to another country or wherever. It says, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last will be first. So he says, so we've got to realize that to to, to live for Christ is gain. To die to self, we live in him. We gain more with Christ Jesus than what we give up. So sometimes in the process, you know, you you see all these things like the deceitfulness of riches or the, the aspect of pride or There's different things that you don't want to give up, they're scary, they're important to you, whatever. But when you realize that you can lay them down for Christ, you'll get so much more in return. You'll get so, so, so much more in return. That you, it doesn't, you know, it's like it, it hurts in the moment. But then once you move through it, you're freer. You're more liberated. You have more joy. You have more peace. You know, all of that comes with it. And not only that, but God will give them blessing. He likes to bless you because he's a good God and he's a good father. So we've got to come to the place just as Jesus, Jesus says, we must lose our life in order to save it. You know, and that has to do with overcoming the deceitfulness of riches, being able to lose our life to give it up. You know, when it comes to going about worrying and stuff, we've got to stop trying to do everything by ourselves, everything on our own, and begin to to rest in Christ, begin to rely on Christ, begin to come to him. You know, instead of, you know, having all this hardship and feeling like you've got to back off, you've got to go away, you can't, you can't be around, you know, the church, you can't be around God, you can't do this because of, you know, all these things going on, you're just not worthy or, you know, you have all those anxieties and all that kind of stuff bogging you down so then you don't feel like pressing into God, so you don't feel like doing anything. You're like, I'm just sitting here and I'm just depressed. We've got to make the decision to stand up and say, no, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be thankful, just like Philippians said, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. You know, not complaining, not woe well, is me, God, it's so hard, I'm gonna you know, life is so hard, I'm gonna die like Elijah. He ran he he was scared when he got the letter from uh the queen about going out and, and taking him out. And he runs over there and he's like, Nope, I'm not gonna stay here. I'm not gonna you know, he 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 freaks out, he runs away, he tries to get away from her, you know hides in a cave and he starts complaining, woe is me, I'm the only one left, I'm the only prophet on the land, you know, there's nobody else, and he he just kind of starts throwing a pity party, and God comes and he's like, dude, what are you doing, like, get out of here, you know, like, you don't need to stay here, you know, there's plenty of other people, there's all this kind of stuff, So we've got to make sure we don't stay there. You know, if you get bogged down, if you get kind of worried or you get anxious about things, don't stay there. Start being conscious to make a mindset change. Start being conscientious instead of worrying about all these worst case scenarios. Thank God for how he's going to turn those situations around so you can have joy in those times. Now we've got to keep our mind fixed on Christ and not the situations around us. That's the biggest thing to being able to overcome worry and anxiety is focus on God. Don't focus on all the things around you. Don't focus on the negative things. Don't focus on the aspects. I mean, even if you've got to kind of close everything off and just read the word and just praise or just worship him or whatever, do what you've got to do so you can walk in the peace that he has for us because he wants us to. It says he in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And before I close this broadcast today, I just want to pray for everybody listening, you know, right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that if anybody who's listening to this podcast is dealing with any kind of worry, is dealing with any kind of anxiety that you will change their situation around, that you will bring them peace right now in Jesus' name, that you'll bring your love, that you'll shed your love abroad in their hearts, Lord God, that will overwhelm them. You know, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. And I thank you, God, for your love upon each listener today, the perfect love that will cast out the fear Lord God, I thank you right now for perfect peace. So as they're walking through life with all the worries and anxieties that might try to come, that they'll just fall right off them, that they won't take root, that they won't produce thorns that will choke out any fruit in their life, Lord God, but they'll be able to grow, they'll be able to prosper and they'll be able to flourish in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you're blessed by this podcast and you have a great day.